guys thank you thank you for coming it's great to be here it's great to great to be a champion it's been a long journey it's been a long tough season but in the end we always believed we always thought we would we would be here we always thought we'd be in this position from really from the opening day of training camp we knew we were favored we knew we had a lot of work to do a lot of disappointment after the last couple of seasons Mac, the dog, he came in here. He set the tone immediately from training camp. Kale, I mean, what can I say about that guy? Norris Trophy winner, Con Smythe winner. Just just one of the best to ever do it already. At 23, Gabe, our leader, our captain. You know, he was out. He, he had to undergo knee surgery at the end of the season, and he came back for the playoffs. Didn't really practice, but he came in here every day, worked hard, set the tone. We just we just always believed in this group. It's it's a great feeling. It's a great day to be a champion, to be a Stanley Cup champion. You dream your whole life of this. You wait your whole life for this, and and it's finally here. And it's tough to put into words, but um, you know, I'm excited. I'm grateful. We're gonna celebrate. But right now, I gotta I gotta take questions. So if you if you guys have any questions, we'll we'll open it up. Uh, yeah yeah. Sp three. Well, well, first, um, I have a question. Um, I'm a great liberator, like all the great liberators in history, you know, um, Thomas Jefferson and uh, Antoine Kahn and Cody Devontae Rhodes. And I wanted to um, ask, what is the Colorado Avalanche's future plans to have more black players? Uh, you know, we, we have a very diverse front office. Um, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what's out there. Although I'm not really thinking about that right now. You know, we're, we're here to celebrate. We're not worried about the off season. We got a lot of, we got a lot of decisions to make Nazem Kadri Muslim. You know, he really set the tone. Um, he, he was, he played with a broken thumb and he got, he got taken out. He got taken out in the, in the conference finals. We didn't think he was coming back. He was supposed to be out six weeks. He came back in two weeks. He scored a big goal for us. Uh, big old overtime game four. Could barely shoot the puck, but you know we we never we never stopped believing in him. He said it best in the in his press conference or in his post game comments. You know, for anyone that doubted him, for anyone that didn't believe in him, you can kiss his ass. Nas, that's a guy. That's a leader right there. We need more players like Nas. But we're not worried about what the the decisions in the off season. We're not worried about any of that. It's it's time to celebrate, man. It's time to celebrate. We're we're celebrating. Got a question? Kaden, you were facing the back-to-back Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning in the Stanley Cup final. Were there any moments of doubt where you thought you might not have won this series? Oh man, uh, Game Five was tough. That that was a tough loss. That that one was took that one very very hard. Um, there was a there was a wooden post outside that might not have survived. That that, that took a beating. Um, that one, that one, that one was a, that one was a tough one, but you know, we, we really never stopped believing we had a, we had a long talk cogs cogs held a team meeting after that game, uh, when we got to Tampa before game six and he was just like, you know, guys, we're here. We've been here before. Everybody's been down. They, they think we're going to blow this three, one lead. We're okay. We're in a good spot. Every time we've lost, we've come back stronger. We didn't lose back to back games all playoffs. We really, we only lost four games, all playoffs. We really only played two bad games the entire playoffs, but game five was a tough one. Um, 
but yeah, we, we never stopped believing in the locker room. We, we really, we really didn't, but I, 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 I'd be lying if I said that game five, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking, man, this, this is a, this is a tough one to swallow, but, but credit to the guys, credit to the boys tonight after, after game six, we, we came out there and even, even off the bad start, even off the bad start, we still came out there. We just stuck with the, stuck with our process, never stopped believing in our process and, and, and got it done. SB3. I have a writing question here from Rob from the award-winning uh, coexisting with Rob and Maggie on Fightful Overbooked every single Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern time, 8 p.m. UK. Uh, Jeremy, congratulations. Now that the, Cal- the Colorado Avalanche have won the Stanley Cup, do you think a veteran presence from someone like Charlie Conway or Adam Banks would be a good fit for your team next year? Uh, you know, again, we're not, we're we're not thinking about the off season. We're gonna we're gonna celebrate right now. We're this is this is celebration time. If those guys are available, I'm I'm sure Joe, uh, Joe Sack in the front office, he'll he'll do his due diligence. He'll try to add. We got we got some tough decisions to make. We got some we got some free agents, but we're not we're not thinking about that. We're we're here to celebrate right now, man. Uh, this is this is the best feeling in the world right here. This is the best feeling in the world. We're not thinking about the off season. We're not thinking about next season. We will be we'll be back here next season though. I fully believe that we'll be back here next season. And if we got to add one of those guys to do it, Joe Joe will make those decisions. It'll be good. Can I just say I just say thank you to to all the fans out there, all the fans who who stuck with uh, stuck with us through this process. I know it was a very long season. It was a grind. You know, you have your highs and your lows, your ups and your downs. We didn't get off to a great start this year. Uh, COVID injuries. Mac was out early. Landy was out early uh taser was out early um but once we got healthy throughout the season uh darcy darcy kemps was great after december after an early injury end of the year more injuries and we didn't we didn't play our best hockey at the end of the year and i know a lot of people were were wondering if we could pick it up we did we did in the playoffs we came through we finally got healthy a little bit in the playoffs and i think it showed that we were we were the best team in the league we were the best team certainly in the western conference this year uh but i just want to thank the fans who really stuck with us i know all the highs and the lows all the the uh the fans out there who who supported us it was it was tough i i really i personally i personally gotta thank uh my my best friend samer he he took all the messages i had to send him that was he he really stuck with me through everything he didn't stop believing either he he woke up to 300 text messages after after games i was frustrated at times during the season i was very frustrated the long season frustrated at times during the playoffs after i didn't have my best games um and you know he had even even on games where i played well he he still had to wake up to the messages because you know that mac pushes us man he he pushes us if we're not out there giving 100 percent every time and we're not playing our best he's gonna yell at us he's gonna get on us especially in the playoffs so even after wins there was some doubt i got i gotta say because never satisfied nathan mckinnon just just never satisfied with what we're doing out there um and, and especially the the fiance who had to she she saw the beat up post the post that i was beating up after that game five she saw how down i was after game five and uh i thought i was sleeping on the couch that night after that game because it was it was a tough one but but fortunately she she didn't stop believing she was right there with me through it all um you know this is this is honest honest to god this is the second happiest day of my life 
this year. The happiest day so far. October 2nd will be the happiest day of my life. This, but this right now, this is the happiest day of my life. Um, but but bless her for for putting up with me and, and pulling me through all of this because it was a long season and she she had to deal with a lot. So and this is the best feeling in the world, guys. Stanley Cup champions. We're we're fucking champions, guys. What can I say? We're champions. Kate, one more. I gotta go celebrate, baby. I gotta celebrate. Do you think that this was a sham championship win after the non-call too many men in game four? Fuck off, Brooksy. It is FMC. Hello. We SV3, we fucking did it. We did it. We won, baby. Oh, yes. Your optimism. Your optimism was very good. I appreciate it. I put the salt. It. Uh, <laughs> Put the salt bay on it. That was my my last question: is how much credit does SP3 get for throwing some 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 salt bay optimism? You you do get credit. Out. When I was thinking thinking fans, I got to take this hat off. Um, when I was thinking fans and and everything, like I I also wanted to thank you and and Caden Caden for always doing the the hockey segments on the show. You for you know you're not a hockey fan. You had to deal with all of my rants uh and the fmc uh audience also had to deal with my rants i look this was not a, a easy playoffs there was a lot of irritation and ranting even though we only lost four games all postseason it seems like i wouldn't be that mad yeah only losing four games but uh yeah i I was I was very agitated after certain games. Game five was especially brutal, uh, but man, it was. It's a good feeling when your team wins a title, man. It's a really good feeling. Like that game, game six. Um, you know, it was during it was during a wrestling thing, and I wasn't really paying attention to that. I was given given kind of the night away to to just watch the game, and those and those last. The the fiance says you'd think you wouldn't be that mad. Yes, uh, I did. <laughs> I did punch a wood post outside after game five. I I'm not proud of that, but I was so angry, man. I was so angry after that game. Like I knew I was gonna get angry after that game if we lost because it's it's at home. It's game five. Everyone after after they won in game four in overtime, everyone's like. It's over. They're at home. This thing, this thing is a wrap. And it just felt so perfect. And I was like, it's it's just probably not gonna happen tonight. It's just probably not gonna happen. You, and you they, you, you pessimist yourself into oh, losing sometimes. I pessimist myself because like it's easier to deal with, but then when it actually happens, it's still very difficult to deal with. Um because they gave up a goal in like the final six minutes. It was tied at two, and then they gave up a goal in like the last six minutes. Uh, and like, I was just so angry cause I was just like ready. I was ready to celebrate on Friday night and it didn't happen. So I was just like mad. Uh, and it was, I, I, I told her this, but like, I have to like hit something to like realize this is stupid to feel this way about sports. <laughs> and I know that's not a good thing, but like, that's how, and if I hit just like a pillow, it doesn't like hurt me. So no, it's you need, very you need dumb. actual pain. You need yeah. actual pain to yes. compare it to your emotional pain of losing. Yes. I get it. I've been Thank there you. before. 
Thank the you. 2004 NBA Finals when we lost to the Detroit Pistons. That's how I felt. I needed to punch things because yeah, I was so upset at 16 years old. Oh, it's it's not a good thing at all. Like she she's saying, I know it's not. I, I fully realize <laughs> that it's not. Like, but I I know it's not. I'm sorry. I, I said like I'm, I bless her because she had to put up with me, especially after yeah. Game Five, because I know. I was not in a good headspace after game five. She's an angel. She's an angel. She's your angel. She is. She really is. Yeah. Game five was tough, man. But I, here's the thing. I felt fine before game six. I was like strangely calm after game six or before game six. I, because game five was so bad and I didn't like the way I reacted to it at all to where it's like, okay, well, whatever happens game six, I know I can't, get there again and maybe had they lost i don't know what would have happened fortunately they won uh but yeah game five was so bad like i have to like hit a rock bottom to realize okay this is dumb don't go there now everything's fine it's very stupid it's very very stupid I commend you. I commend you for your emotional ups and downs that you go through throughout the season. Because I, I, I can understand that because I'm a Lakers fan. So, yeah, we, we, we tend to, we tend to overreact with these type of things. But it's totally understandable, in my opinion. Sports are dumb, man. Sports are so <laughs> stupid. But I gotta say, sports are so stupid. When your team wins, though, man. We're getting a punching bag before next season. I probably could use one. That's, honestly, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't tear up the house or anything. I hit a post outside and it hurt. <laughs> and I was very stupid. Um, we should probably invest in like a punching bag. Um, that, that might that might be very useful. Very useful. It probably will be for like a multitude of reasons. Just like go by and just like sometimes you because I, I I do a lot of like shadow boxing and stuff. Just when I'm like agitated or anxious about something, I'm not uh, I'm not agitated a lot, but it just if I'm like anxious, so if I can just like hit a punching bag a little bit, it might be helpful. Um, sports are so stupid, like especially when it's someone like like me or some of my friends like sp3 I, I feel like you're you're similar like when you take it like as serious as we do like sports are really dumb and when your team wins like i spent the majority of yesterday just like just watching the that final two minutes watching the celebration again like i feel like i just watched the like final two minutes of the game uh like just on a loop yesterday just just kept watching that moment as the clock ticked down and everybody's on the ice celebrating there's uh mckinnon and eric johnson just like hugging on the ice and when landis cog lifts the trophy and everything like when your team wins you just watch that moment over and over again i'll probably spend most of my day watching that that moment uh today but it's such a good feeling. It's yeah. She says it's a lot more fun to watch highlights after you win. Yeah, I watched like they, they uploaded highlights of like every uh, Kel McCarr point in the playoffs. So like I was watching McCarr highlights. Like it's so fun when your team wins. It's terrible when your team loses. But man, when you win, when you win that title, fuck, it's a good feeling. It is. 
it is a good feeling. I was there. I was there two years ago. I was, uh, you know, I got. I see the Stat King John Martin in uh, in the live chat. He could tell you how obnoxious I was when the Lakers <laughs> won the NBA title in 2020. So I totally understand this feeling. I got to experience this feeling six times in my life with the Los Angeles Lakers. So I commend you, and I'm happy for you, and I'm glad my my optimism salt wasn't reverse optimism. Um, and it, it, it didn't take you back. It actually got you the win. I'm very happy. I, I got to give you credit. You were optimistic. And my, my pal Samer, he was always very optimistic with me. Um, I don't know how optimistic uh, the fiance was throughout. Like, I think she, she was fairly optimistic, but she turned into a stressful hockey fan by the end of it. And I'm sorry that I did that to her because I like game four to overtime like she was there she was nervous like she celebrated when they scored and everything and she was like ooing and on in game five and six everything and she was like the anticipation in game six as the clock was running down and they were about to win like she turned into to like a hockey fan and i'm sure most of that was just because like she was supporting me and like rooting for the team because of me uh but i'm sorry that i did that to her as well um yeah it's a Bless her. She that's a supportive partner. Supportive she partner. She's the best. She she's the that's absolute good. best. Um man, it's such a good feeling though. It it really is. I'm gonna it's really I know I was doing a bit of like I actually won the cup and everything, but it feels like you actually accomplished something. Everybody's on Twitter like congratulating you, like you did something. Just like I just spent money on the team. Like I guess I, I you know, you spend just a lot of time and money, but you didn't play any of the games or anything. You didn't actually put in the work, but yeah, it's I don't know, man. It's just a good feeling. It's a really good feeling when you take when you when you invest this much in sports and you you watch your team go through it and you've been through like especially when you've been through all the highs and the lows like I I tweeted this uh when they won it's like after the the season five years ago like they were 20 points worse than the second worst team like 20 20 points worse they were the worst team in the salary cap era and they didn't win the lottery so they ended up with the fourth pick. And I remember being at my cousin's wedding during the lottery and my, my friend texted me like, oh, the Avs got fourth. I was like, great. I just went through, I just watched this garbage ass team all season finish the worst season in salary cap era history. And now we can't even get the first overall pick in this draft. <laughs> like we end up with fourth. Like this, what was this entire season for? And the, the fourth pick turned out to be Kale McCarr, who is a generational defenseman. And it's like, well, I'm glad we got the fourth pick. Like that that worked out because we would have taken uh we wouldn't have taken Kale first. He he was not the, the first overall pick. It would have been like Nolan Patrick, probably, maybe Nico Hersher, but he was not the top rated guy. But they, you know, he was there at four. The top forwards were taken. So it's like, all right, well, let's take Kale. And yeah, he He's a Hall of Famer at 23. Like he's he's gonna be a Hall. Of, he's if the if his career ended today, probably going to the Hall of Fame. That's how good he is. And assuming he stays on this track, he's gonna be one of the best defensemen ever. Like you go through that, like seasons like that, moments like that of like fuck, we lose the lottery, 
and then you just watch the process and watch the build. Like the journey, a lot of times sucks because the journey is typically filled with a lot of heartbreak. But when yeah. it pays off, like it is very, it is, it is very sweet. And I, I hope that every fan of every team like gets that moment at some point. Like, like as an OKC fan, I hope all all uh, the OKC fans we all get that moment because we watch the the process of the Durant Russell Harden years and now the tearing all that down to rebuilding what we're going to rebuild now. And it's like, if it ends with a championship, it's all worth it. If it doesn't end with a championship, then it just sucks. You just waste years of your life. And uh, the, the fiance knows that she literally just texted me like worst pick ever or worst season ever than not a great pick. You were very well prepared to be a Cleveland adjacent fan. She, yeah, she's a Browns fan. It's like, she has been through this journey, this process. And it's like, I, you don't know if the Browns are ever going to win a title if they do yeah. then like great the 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 journey is like sort of it's worth it but it's a long journey for for some of these fans I, but yeah i hope everyone just experiences when they're when they're old enough to appreciate it like i hope everyone experiences like a championship that that their team wins because it's very it's fulfilling, man. It's really fulfilling. And, and, and JJ says, little favorite big star, new media zone, the real CP3, SP3. Once for Jeremy and his abs, all hail. You deserve this celebration. Thanks, man. And thanks to all everyone who uh, who has supported F- FMC and put up with my rants and whatnot throughout the uh, throughout the playoffs. Because, man, the long, it was tough. It was, it was tough, but it was, it was fun. Yeah, the Cavs did win. The Cavs did win. They did. Uh, they did. It took, but but then the king left to come to LA because he had to satisfy SP three. He had to get SP three back on his side. Even though I gave him, I, I I've said it once. I said it again. That's the the biggest championship of his legacy is when he when he won for the Cavs. So I'm happy. Yeah, him. yeah. That title means more than honestly. I feel like that title. That's probably the second biggest championship in the last couple of decades outside of like Dirk's like Dirk's title. Yeah. Huge. It might, it might top Dirk's cause like coming back down three, one against that Warriors team. That, that title yeah. means a lot for, for Cleveland. Dirk's is up there though. Like Dirk, Dirk's Absolutely. title holds more weight than like both of Durant's titles or anything like that. Like Dirk's title holds yeah. a lot of weight. That's true. That's true. Let's, let's talk about your, your Los Angeles Lakers sp3 there's not too much to talk about but they were rumored to be in the mix for kyrie irving wild day wild day with uh kyrie what do you know know. you're the kyrie scoopster here but it seemed like he wasn't gonna opt in he wasn't gonna sign they're exploring trade sign and trade options there were even talks that he was gonna opt out and take the mid-level exception with the lakers he was going to turn down 36 million so we could just take 6 million and play with the Lakers. None of that ended up happening. He just opted in. He's back with the the Nets, I guess, and yeah. Here we go. What a stupid day in Kyrie Irving Twitter. Hey, it Defend was a great day guy. for It was a great day for a few hours because my family was about to come to the Lakers. It was looking like it was possible. I saw Laker fans like going into hysteria when uh, the trade rumor started of uh, you know Westbrook and AD for Kyrie and KD. And I'm just like, 
y'all, y'all need to calm down. Like I'm the guy who who put my reputation on the line and said that AD is going to be a top five MVP candidate. But when I heard that we could get AD for KD, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Give us KD. Give KD and LeBron. Come on. That's like, that's like the impossible. That's like, that's like Jordan and, and Kobe on the same team, basically back in like 98, 99, whatever you want to call it. Like that would have been perfect. And I and people were like, oh, we don't want Kyrie. I was like, Kyrie being on the court half the time, but being a great scorer when he is on the court is much better than whatever that Westbrook is giving us for 82 games. I don't care. I don't wow. care. I'll take I'll take Kyrie for 40 games out of the season being a great scorer than I will Westbrook bringing our team down. I am I'm not with it. And to answer a shock, uh no. There's no chance uh, LeBron's leaving the Lakers this season. Maybe next season when he is a free agent. I mean, it's better off for him to re-sign with the Lakers. I don't, that's just me and my – I am a Laker fan, so I'm talking from complete and utter bias. But it's better for him to re-sign with the Lakers because I think it would hurt his legacy if he, like, left us in the in the damnation that he has put us in with uh, after trading for Westbrook. Um, as far as AD to, to the Suns, unless they give it us Devin Booker, no. That ain't, that ain't happening either. And we're they not trading AD for Chris Prawn. No, would you would you go Aiton? I mean, Aiton, no. Aiton and Bridges. I Aiton and Bridges. Bridges. I go nice. Aiton and Booker. The... Aiton and Booker for 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 AD and Westbrook. That's the only options. You would take that deal. I would take that deal. Booker and Aiton and Aiton for AD and Westbrook. Yes, I would. Yeah, take I'd that. probably I'd probably take that deal because I I'm not as high uh, I'm not as high on top five MVP candidate Anthony Davis as you are. So. <laughs> Um, Bridges is nice though. Bridges is like the type of player they need, like a three and D guy who can like do more on offense. Like that's really the type of guy they need. Um, all right, all right. I got, I got the alternatives. Like we're playing okay. NBA 2K, and they come <laughs> yeah. back with alternative. This is me with the alternative. Uh, Westbrook, AD, and THT for Bridges, Eaton, and Booker. Now Boom. you're go- insane. Now you're insane. You just basically traded THT for Bridges. That's a very unfair <laughs> trade. Because you already did AD and Westbrook for Booker and Aiton. So you can't just be like, oh, now THT uh, for Bridges. You're giving you THT? Well. Come on. He you know how much You know how much we, we, we have taken not traded for THT yeah. for? How's that working out we? for you? Oh, it's that working, working out, out horribly. It's working out horribly for us. I don't understand why we won't trade. I've never been high on THC. I've been one of those Lakers fans that's like, what is what is with them not wanting to trade THT when we are getting good stuff in exchange for him? I don't understand it. Yeah, they, they believed in him, and then they barely played him all season because they realized that his value was like super high after their their failed season where they played a bunch of meaningless games at the end of the season. He had like some big games and stuff. And then it's like, oh man, this guy, he's going to be the next star. It's like, no, he just had great, great games in these meaningless games, 81 and 82, because nobody else was playing. 
Like, don't put stock in these games. Or, like, the preseason or summer league, he would play great. It's like, don't put stock in this. They should have traded him. That, that was a missed opportunity. But uh, so, yeah. so much missed opportunity. But as far as Kyrie, um, to from what I hear from my sources, um, Kyrie, Kyrie wants to is committed to staying with KD because I, I, I revealed this to uh, the fellows over on Grap City. Shout out to Righteous Reg and uh, Phil Lindsay because Phil was Phil was adamant that what was it that Kyrie, Kyrie talked KD into coming to the Nets? I was like. No, legitimately, I was told in 2018, like when the season was still going on with KD on the Golden State Warriors, I was told from my sources that Kyrie was talking KD into going to the Nets. I was like, going to the Nets. I was like, nah, this is back when everybody was like swearing up and down. KD was going to the Knicks and KD wanted to go to the Knicks. He was always going to come to New York, but Kyrie was the one that talked KD into going to the Nets. And I think that it's basically loyalty that is that made him opt into the contract for the fourth year. He wants to honor that four-year commitment that he gave to KD, but I don't see Kyrie Irving being a Brooklyn Net after this season. I don't even I'm, honestly, if I if it, this is not this is away from my sources. If I'm just doing my own prediction. I'm not 100% sure Kyrie survives this season as a Brooklyn. Not either. Loyalty. It's 36 million. That's what made him opt in to being with the Nets. I'm sure he's loyal, but 36 million, I'll be loyal for that much money too. All right. Um, I don't think he ends. I don't think he ends the season as a, as a Brooklyn net though. I really don't. It feels like he gets traded at some point for what, I have no idea, but I I don't think he's going to end this season as a, as a Brooklyn Net. It doesn't seem like there was much of a market there for him, but I don't think there was a big market for him simply because I don't – one, teams just didn't have a lot of cap space, so it would have been tough to absorb that. And teams didn't want to trade, and I don't think anybody wanted to give him like this big like commitment. And I still think that's going to be an issue if they try to trade him during the season – is he's 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 on an expiring contract now like he he can be unrestricted so if you trade for him you got to have assurances that he's going to resign uh there's only a handful of teams that he's probably going to give those assurances to and if you're one of those teams do you want to commit four or five years to Kyrie Irving at whatever it's going to cost you with the way he kind of is with the game that he sometimes plays and sometimes doesn't play uh, that's a that's a pretty big commitment. You'll have leverage in that it's a player's league, and like Kyrie's going to be like, well, I only want to go to this team, this team, this team, this team. So those are the only teams that are going to try to bid for his services. Kind of like Harden, where he only wanted to go to certain teams. So they didn't like more teams could have created a bidding war for Harden, but if he was only going to go to the Sixers, the Sixers only had to give up so much for him. If he was only going to go to the Nets at that time, the Nets did give up a lot. But there wasn't this huge bidding war for him because Kyrie just kind of made it clear, well, I'm only going to re-sign for these teams. So a lot of these teams, they weren't going to try to be like an OKC where it's like, yeah, we'll take this flyer on Paul George, convince him to stay in OKC, and then Paul George wanted to flee after a season anyway, uh, two seasons, I guess. Um, 
but I, you're not going to see a lot of teams like try to take that flyer, especially on on Kyrie, given given his history. It's one thing to take the flyer on Paul George when at that time Paul George he hadn't had these uh these off-court things that Kyrie has had. Kyrie's kind of proven that you're probably not going to trust him to sell him on your your culture if you're a small market team. Be like, yeah, we can get him to to stay here. So I I don't the trade difficult the it's gonna be difficult to trade him in season, but I think some team and I think it's gonna be a big market team like Miami, I or maybe even New York, like I think one of those teams is gonna end up just ponying him up, uh trying to make this deal, and then they feel they can probably re-sign him because they'll have the cap space and, and they'll give him a big money contract. What that means for Durant. I don't know because Durant's still under a big contract. I, I think Durant rides out the season, um, but the next off season it'll be interesting to see if they do trade Kyrie. If Kyrie ends up leaving, what happens with Kevin Durant? Maybe the Nets play good basketball. Maybe Ben Simmons is back and Ben Simmons is fits in well with them. I do think he is he can be a good fit with what they like to do and what he brings to the table. Maybe they're just playing good basketball and Kyrie's actually happy, and maybe the Nets can actually you know live up to this hype that we all had for them three years ago when both these guys signed and they've won seven playoff games during that time. I mean, for the, for the uh, Nets, they are a favorite in the East. I think the East is going to come down to basically uh, the Nets, the Bucks, the Celtics, and the Heat. Again, I think it's going to be those, those three teams along with the Nets who – for all intents and purposes, they were handicapped pretty much the whole season by Kyrie. I can I can admit that even being a member of the of the Irvin family, I don't know if that works, but I'll say I'm a member of the Irvin family, the Irvin fan club. I'm on the Kyrie bandwagon, the martyr of of modern day NBA basketball, Kyrie Irvin. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't see it ending well in Brooklyn and I don't see the prospect of KD wanting to stay after Kyrie is gone like I don't know how that's gonna work either and that's why if I'm the Los Angeles Lakers I'm gonna I'm I'm try to trade AD for KD next offseason and get it done man imagine that big three Kyrie LeBron and KD championships Champions. I mean, yeah, if they could. LeBron's going to get one on his way out, and then KD and Kyrie on the Los Angeles Lakers. I think if I think Miami is the team to keep an eye on, and Miami's like always kind of a team to keep an eye on because Pat Riley, he's going to make the moves necessary to to try to pull off a championship. But they've got pieces that teams like that people like Hero, people like Duncan Robinson. Uh, they Struess, he he played well in the playoffs. They've got like some young players who maybe in a bigger role can do like these guys are not Kevin Durant or anything. Tyler Hero, I think, thinks he is. Um, but the, these are guys that Miami's willing to flip for the right players, and Durant's certainly that guy. They weren't willing to flip him for Harden, and I think now that was probably the right choice because James Harden, I shock acts about the the Sixers. I mean, look, I, I love Embiid. I think Embiid's great. Health is always going to be a concern with him. I don't know what you're getting out of James Harden. I really, I just, I just don't. 
I, I have no idea what you're getting out of James Harden. I like the the Melton trade that they made at the, on draft day. Uh, I think he's a good legal backup guard for them. But Harden, a lot's going to just depend on him. What kind of shape he's in. If he still has that step that we only saw like once in the playoffs. Like is Harden still a guy that can consistently get you, not even 30 at this point, because you haven't beat. So there's no reason to think that you don't need James Harden to get you 30. Can he get you a consistent like 25? Like a 25 and 8 is what you need from James Harden. And that's low end. But you do need like the 35, 40 point explosions every now and again. Uh, is he is he that guy? And if he is, then the, I think the Sixers will be fine. I don't trust their coaching, but I think they'll be fine. Uh, Tobias Harris is a guy you probably got to like find something for. I, I don't know what, but you probably got to find something for Tobias Harris. Interesting offseason for the Sixers. I don't know where that. I don't know where a lot of these teams fit right now until the offseason plays out because so much changes. You know this has to be yeah. Like, the Always. the NBA offseason is the craziest offseason in the world. Like look what we've already had in the last week with Kyrie Irving drama. Like they, there's going to be a lot of it's trades. Been, there's going to, it's going to be free agent movement. John wall is going to the Clippers. Like what does that do for them? They've got three stars and all of them are going to combine to play like five games. Maybe like the, the Clippers will be an interesting team to, to see what happens with them. I, I, I keep an eye on Miami. again. Oh man, the only thing I love more than the Suns choking is the Clippers choking. The Clippers going to choke. Oh man, it's going to be glorious. John Wall, welcome to the choke team. Welcome to welcome to the the the, the red-headed stepchild of Los Angeles basketball, the Los Angeles Clippers. I love oh. I love these guys and LeBron did this last year, but I I love these guys who like they're all friends with, with certain players. Like Paul George is very excited that John Wall's on the team. Look, I love John Wall. I thought he was one of the best point guards in the league a few years ago. Like I would have taken him over just about anybody a few years ago as far as point guards because athletic, he'd defend, like not a great shooter, but he was sort of Westbrook esque, but he actually played like some defense. Like peak John Wall is one of my favorite players to watch. John Wall hasn't played basketball in like two years. I don't know how good this guy is at this point. Maybe he he's still good, but like Paul George is like very excited to get John Wall. He's like, do you know what you're getting with John Wall? It's like LeBron. Like, oh, we're getting Westbrook. Like, do you know what you're getting with Russell Westbrook at this point? I love Russell Westbrook. Peak Russell Westbrook, one of my favorite players to watch. These guys that are so reliant on athleticism, though, like Wall, like Westbrook, coming off of these knee injuries, getting surgeries, just getting older. I just don't know what you're getting out of these guys. Maybe John Wall will be great. Maybe he actually will be great, but I've not seen this guy dribble a basketball in two years. I don't know how good John Wall actually is at this point. I, I just, I just don't. Um, uh, a shock asked, or J, JJ asked about the Knicks. The Knicks are about to pay Jalen Brunson a lot of money. And I don't know if you want to pay Jalen Brunson. <laughs> SV3 is very down on this idea to give Jalen Brunson the bag. Because the Knicks, they mortgaged their their future in the draft. They had the number 11 pick, and they traded it away 
They traded away Kemba Walker, all to get cash space. They're the, they are the biggest loser coming out this NBA draft. We watched it live. You saw you saw how Romeo reacted on our live stream. <laughs> he was like, I don't understand what the Knicks are doing because it was it was baffling what they did during this drive. Like they literally came out this drive, but with nothing but cap space and not cap space for a superstar player, not yeah. cap space for an all-star player, cap space for a starter. For a starter in Jalen Brunson, a starter who had some really good playoff games this season. Don't get me wrong. His, his performance against the Utah Jazz was exceptional uh, without Luka Doncic. He did great. But to mortgage your future for Jalen Brunson, that is the biggest Knicks move you could possibly do. In fairness to Jalen Brunson, he is he is young. I mean, he's twenty five, so he's not he's obviously not a a rookie, uh, like a twenty one year old rookie. I'm not like super down on Jalen Brunson. I think he's a good player, but yeah, to give up all this cap space to get Jalen Brunson, it feels very Knicks esque when they when they would give up all this cap space, be like, oh, we're gonna get LeBron, we're gonna get Durant. And it's like they just sort of they ended up with like kind of a washed Amari Stoudemire where they, they'd end yeah. up with. Yeah, I have to understand. I've lived in New York my whole life. I have read my mom used to always get the daily news. So I have seen headlines for the Knicks getting Chris Webber, Tracy McGrady in his prime instead of Tracy McGrady when they got him. Uh, Vince Carter, Allen Iverson. Kobe Bryant, when Kobe Bryant was about to be a free agent. Um, the all-not-Knicks like, team is great. Yes, yes. The all-time <laughs> not-Knicks team is one of the greatest teams of all time. The Knicks always say they're going to get this guy. I think that this would be an astronomical uh, fall-on-your-face moment in Knicks history if they put all their chips behind getting Jalen Brunson and then don't get him. This would be an all-time uh. base plan for an off-season for the New York Knicks. And the New York Knicks probably have one through five in the top five all-time face plants in off-season plays. Like, they do this every year, and they always fail. So, yeah, the Knicks... They are they are just the most baffling uh, front office out there. I see Ace Shock in the uh, live chat. Uh, he says he's a Suns and Sixers fans. Then he's going to talk about the Knicks being well known chalk artists. You shouldn't be talking, sir. You shouldn't be talking because both of your teams have choked the Suns with choke feet three last season against the Dallas Mavericks, the Sixers two years ago against Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. I ain't forget. I forget. I'm sorry. I forget, man. I forget about that. Y'all choked. So do you you should not be pointing a finger at any other choke artist. You want to say, oh, the Suns beat both the Clippers and the Lakers. So what? Y'all ain't win no championships. I've seen six of those things. You haven't seen one for yours. I mean, that's that's fair. Your your Chris Paul slander's got to stop. Uh, no, it's never <laughs> ending until he shuts me up. It is never ending. Never. As, here's the thing. Here's the thing. SP or, or a shock. SP three is going to ride this, uh, 
the the Suns beating the Lakers, he's going to ride this injury excuse the entire time that it doesn't matter and that they still lost in the final and everything. This is actually true. The Knicks have a plan better than any of LeBron's ideas. That's very fair, honestly. That's fair. <laughs> All right. That, sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, LeBron's plan to bring AD to the Lakers got us a championship. How many championships <laughs> does the New York Knicks? Man, I asked my mom, my mom, my lovely, lovely mom. I'll be like, do you even re- still remember when the Knicks won a championship? She was alive for it. Most of y'all that Knicks fans weren't even alive. <laughs> to see that Knicks championship. And she was like, yeah, it was a distance memory. It was the it was the spring of 1972. She says it like all all great grandmas tell tell their stories. Like it, it's it's a distant memory. The Knicks, the Knicks all-time Photoshop team. Greatest team in NBA history. Um the thing with Jalen Brunson is one, you have to be sure he's going to elevate his game to a new level. Like on paper, the Knicks wouldn't be like awful. Like Brunson takes a lot of pressure off of Julius Randle. I like RJ Barrett. I think RJ Barrett can be a very, a very good player. And if you think Jalen Brunson is the guy who can like elevate all of these guys, then okay, go after Jalen Brunson. You just got to be very sure about how good this guy actually is and how good he's going to fit on this team. And not that like, well, he benefited a lot from one playing next to Luca. And I know he had the big games against Utah without Luca. Look, Utah sucks in the playoffs. I ain't putting any stock in any big games against Utah in the playoffs. I'm, I'm just putting none. So you just have to be very sure that Jalen Brunson is the guy that you think he is and that he's going to fit on this team. So that's a lot of money to pay a guy who has been a second, a second tier player uh, on, on his team. He's been the second guy on the Mavericks. And it's not even that he's been like the second guy and like a clay Thompson's the second guy sort of role. Like Luca's way up here and Jalen Brunson's like, just kind of here. Like Jalen Brunson on most top teams is like the third best guy. So now if you're yeah, asking I, him, I would argue that he was the third best guy on the on the Mavs. I think Dimwitty's better. I would take I, Dimwitty over him. You know, if you if you want to Dinwiddie very inconsistent. Uh I, I would I'd probably take Brunson yeah. over Dinwiddie overall. But yeah, it's not like if you're if your comparison is Dinwiddie, that's not great. Like you slot if you slot Jalen Brunson on on like the heat. Like, he's not better than Butler. He's not better than Bam. Like, he's the third guy there. He's probably better than what Kyle Lowry gave them most of the season. Like, he's the third Like he's the third guy on a lot of teams. He was second on Dallas because their roster wasn't that great, and they had Luka Doncic. Okay. So now you're asking him to be the best on the Knicks, or you're asking him to just be a, a 3C because you got a bunch of guys like R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle who are like twos and threes on most teams as well. I like yeah. RJ Barrett too. Like I, I actually do believe in RJ Barrett. Julius Randle hit and miss. I know it was good two years ago last year. He wasn't, he wasn't good at all. So well, it's a lot of money to commit to, to uh, a guy like Jalen Brunson. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't, but the Knicks got to do something. You're right. That you're right. That like, it's one thing to like strike out on LeBron and Kevin Durant and these guys, like, okay, these are superstar players who can just go wherever they want to go. Like they're courted by a lot of teams. Like they're, 
they're they've been told so many things by different agents, by different teams and everything. Like they have so much power in the league that they can just kind of make their choices and, and do what they want. Jalen Brunson, you do all of this for Jalen Brunson and you miss out on him. If Jalen Brunson is like, nah, I'm not going to take this money. I'm going to stay in Dallas. And Dallas is another team where they're, they have a lot of plans and they always fall through. They tried to get DeAndre Jordan. They're trying to commit money to DeAndre Jordan to turn him into the next Shaq. And he got kidnapped by the, the Clippers and the Clipper. And he ended up staying with the Clippers. Like Dallas is a team that's rumored to get a lot of players and they just don't end up going to Dallas. So if Jalen no. Brunson's like, yeah, I'm just going to stay with Dallas and he's going to shun the Knicks and you've d- tried to do all this for Jalen Brunson. And he's like, no, I'm good. You got to rethink a lot of things if you're the Knicks. Again, one thing to miss out on like top tier, top tier guys, it happens even though you're the Knicks and you have all this history and everything, you ain't that relevant in in 2022. Like the Knicks are just, you're a name. You're a name with all of this history. You ain't that relevant. You miss on Jalen Brunson. You might as well just shut down the franchise. Just get Dolan out of there. Put Eddie Kingston in charge. Like just, just get them all, get them all out of there. Because you miss on a guy like Jalen Brunson. Who was the last free agent that chose to go to the Knicks? Like I it's been Amari so long. Was the big name. I feel like a yeah. like Carmelo resigned. Yeah, Carmelo resigned. Well, Carmelo got big. traded. He was gonna he was gonna sign with the Knicks as a free agent, right? He but he also resigned. Them. He was a free agent, yeah. and there was talks of him leaving, and he he resigned. Um, but the Knicks could also offer him the most money, and look, Carmelo is gonna chase the bag. Uh, bless exactly. Him. That, that's that's smart to do. Um. I think Amari was the last like big free agent though that jo- Julius Randle was a free agent, wasn't he? Like they signed. Yeah, him. he was, I, but I don't. I'm I wouldn't. Saying, I wouldn't say he's a yeah, big. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, and and he's a Laker great. He's a baby Laker <laughs> great. Um, but yeah, I would say Amari Stoudemire eleven yeah. years ago was the last big free agent that the Knicks were able to sign. Yeah, and even him, he was the second best player on the best team he's ever been on. <laughs> so and he looked great he looked great for the first 25 games of that season i remember that season i was like yo amari is mvp he's MVP. it was him and Derek rose i was like he, he's mvp so far and then they traded to to get carmelo they couldn't wait they couldn't wait to the to the next to the next season when he was a free agent they decided to trade for carmelo and that ruined amari's mvp season and the knicks were playing well up until they they ruined the chemistry of the team by bringing in Carmelo. I'm excited for the offseason. July 1st, it's it's very yep. close. The free agency period starts. Yeah, there's not like a ton of uh like top tier free agents. Bradley Beal is opting out to resign a five-year deal with the Wizards. Plus Bradley Beal. Beal's just like, just give me cash, just just give me all my money. I care about why don't he want to championships? Why don't he want to go to the Miami Heat or the the Dallas Mavericks? Man, what's that cash? Him and Luca, though, it would be great. He wants the he's chasing the bag. You got to respect it. You got to respect the man who's going to chase the bag. He's cool. Kyle Kuzma showing up in all his stupid outfits. Beal's just like, let me just go get forty a night. We're good. It's all good. Like let the him man get his and, money. Him and Dame 
Lillard. Him and Dame Lillard are just going to be forgotten guys in like 10 years. People are just going to be like, oh, they were good. They were good for their time. Damian well, Lillard. Were they really that good? Damian Lillard, one of the most overrated players in NBA history. I mean, I can't argue with you. I can't argue with you until he decides he wants to win a that damn champ. Why do people wait so long? Why do they wait till they're out of their prime to go try to chase a ring? Like, why don't you try to chase a ring while you're actually in your prime? When you can be the second best player or the first best player on a championship team and elevate your legacy. Why do they wait till they they have nothing left? I think a part of it is they don't want to they they don't want to act like they're running and they just want to join a super team and stuff. I do think like even though the players have a lot of power, like it's hard to win. Like it, it's just hard to win. You can, there's no assurances that like oh I'm gonna go to this team and play with this guy and things are gonna be great. When Kyrie and KD signed with the Nets, we thought here's how two like here's two championships at least. Like here's at least a finals appearance. They won seven playoff games in their three seasons. A lot happened, but this is just the how the the NBA goes, right? Like a lot happens, and that's why it's just tough to win. You can't predict these things. Like what team is Lillard going to go to, get traded to, and you got to like, especially if it comes to like a trade, the other team's got to give up a bunch of assets to get these guys. Yeah. And so then your your farm is like pretty bare, at that so you have to go to a team that just already has one of these top guys like the 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 anthony davis trade worked out because they had lebron and then they just filled in the pieces around them but then they had westbrook it's like okay well now they've given up even more pieces and now it's just you're left with three guys who don't really gel well together and no great pieces around them there's just not not a lot there so it's tough to win that's why you have to Trust your front office. You have to just hope your front office makes good trades. And you have to, these guys want to be built around. They don't want to go to other teams and just be like, hey, this team's already here. I'm just an added an added piece. And the teams that they're with can pay them more. That's that's also what it is. These guys also like a lot of money. And I'll blame them. Get, go Why get your money. Man, I, I need to be in the Laker front office because I would have told them, like, we don't need to trade for Russell Westbrook. We only LeBron would have been only, pissed at you. LeBron would have been like, no, win we do. in the playoffs because AD got injured. Like, LeBron, relax. I would tell LeBron no. No, you, you would not tell LeBron mad. no. Yes, I would. would I would not. tell LeBron no. I would be happy to tell LeBron no. LeBron would be requesting a trade within minutes oh if you told him no. No, I, I can see the future, LeBron. Don't listen. <laughs> don't listen to yourself. Listen to me. We don't. You're gonna need tell no LeBron. You're gonna tell LeBron. You're gonna say, "I know you really want Russell Westbrook, but." We got to keep Kyle Kuzma. We have to keep Kyle Kuzma instead of getting this guy that you want. You would not tell LeBron no. Yes, I would. I would be like, Kyle Kuzma is a franchise player, and we need to – if we are not getting Dame Lillard or Bradley Braille in exchange for Kyle Kuzma – They were about to get Buddy Healed. They were about to get Buddy Healed. I mean, I would have took Buddy Healed. It would have been a better fit. It, at least he can shoot. Yeah, like all we needed was a shooter. And I heard at the time Sacramento is dumb. They weren't even trying to look for Kyle Kuzma. They would have took THT in a draft pick. 
for Buddy Hill. Oh, he would have been a much better fit. Uh, Money Mark says Brooklyn does have Simmons to move at the trade deadline. I mean, maybe. I, I still think if the Nets, these three, like Durant, Simmons, Kyrie, on paper, it's a good three. Like, I see how they work. I can see how they gel. Yeah, the problem is with this is we're not playing 2K. You can't just, like, put them on the court and do a bunch of things and just dominate teams with three these three guys. Like, there's yeah. egos, there's personalities, there's off-court stuff, and they actually have to play the games. Uh, so it, there, there's a very real chance all of that blows up. But I would like to see how these three fit before I'm thinking of any trade ideas with these guys. And I'm sure Kyrie will give it like five games and they'll start like two and three. And then he'll be like, all right, well, I'm out. Just trade me for whatever. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Miami's the team to watch. Even, they, even though they want to rant, Miami's the team to watch of like, yeah, shit. We'll give you Lowry and hero and a bunch of draft picks. Give us Kyrie and go from there. So honestly, like if I'm, I mean, I don't think Kyle Lowry's kind of seems a little washed at this point. I do think injuries affected him in the playoffs, but that's not a terrible deal. If you're getting draft picks, I do like Tyler Hero. Like, especially you play him next to Durant. He's gonna shoot. He's gonna shoot well and create a little bit. Uh Kyle Rowe, they, they, Lowry. They get Bam? Give him Bam. Then I I don't think Miami's getting Miami's not giving a Bam for Kyrie. They'll give up I'd give up Bam for KD. They're not giving oh, a Bam oh, for Kyrie, though. I think it starts with Hero because he's young and, and like very proven as a scorer. Uh, you have to you have to give up Lowry sort of for the money aspect. Uh, I, I think it kind of starts there with Lowry, Hero, and a bunch of draft picks, and probably a little bit more. But like Kyrie again, he's unrestricted after this season. So unless there's assurances that he's going to resign with Miami, you have a little bit of leverage in what you're giving up for him. Durant's going to be the tougher one because he's signed for the next four years. So yeah. you're getting three, four years out of Kevin Durant if you're trading for him. So that's that ups his value for Brooklyn. So it's going to be, as it always is in the NBA, a a very stupid, a very crazy uh, offseason. And I, I very much look forward to it because the NBA, it never stops. Just never stops. We're going to be talking about it here on FMC. We got our basketball movie episode coming up. I just saw Hustle on netflix and i can't wait to talk about it on the show with jeremy after he watches it gonna be great times i think maybe next week because there's gonna be free agency to stuff to talk about next week we'll figure it out we'll figure out when we actually review that but we are going to review the hustle um very in the very near future probably once free agency dies down because like the first week's always crazy so i feel like the next next week we'll have plenty to talk about but after that we'll It'll it'll die down a little bit, and we'll have time to, to review the movie. Let's get into. There's not too much to get into when it comes to the challenge because nobody got eliminated. It was a cliffhanger episode. I tell you, I'm not feeling good about things. SP3. I got Kayla and Derek left, and they're both in this week. Uh, not. Hey, I got good. my I I got my strongest girl in there, and my like really my fourth strongest guy <laughs> but but kelly and K, i mean um kellyanne was my is my pick out of my girls to yeah. win that can win the final for me 
So yeah, I was like, I was not not too enthused, and I'm just like, why are they even doing this elimination? Because they already eliminated Veronica, so you're gonna have four guys in the final and three girls. Like, how is what's that last guy gonna do? The last guy gonna run the final on his own and not have the so everybody he's gonna have the advantage if he's on his own. Like he's gonna, he like doesn't have anybody. In the finals though, we don't know if it's gonna be teams. It might yeah. just be individual. Oh. I'm sorry. I see. Com- I see the coming attractions, and they show. Oh, oh! I don't. Yeah, see, I don't watch that. Yeah, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. <laughs> oh, see, I, I don't watch that stuff. This is why I don't watch that stuff. I like to be surprised when I'm watching the shows. I don't like watching the the, the sneak peek stuff. I don't know how they're gonna do it. I'm sure they'll figure it out. You know, if every guy gets to run a portion on his own, then. It's all it's all the same. All right, here's your leg. This is where you got to make up time where you're not with a teammate. So uh, we'll see. But yeah, nobody got eliminated this week, but I'm not feeling good. I'm not feeling good with Derek in there and Kayla in there. Because if I lose these two, I'm done. <laughs> I'm nothing. I mean, I'm basically, we're both both uh, Cher and I are ready to concede to you at this point anyway. she like She's she's confident in John A, and I don't blame her. Yeah. I could have literally nobody. Like after this, I I just I, I would have nothing left, and so it's it would just be over for me. Uh, you so would just have to have start start prepping, start prepping yeah. your PowerPoint presentation on Cara yeah. and uh, Paulie. Uh, I gotta have one of them. Like I have to have one of them get through. Like I, but I don't know if it's gonna happen. I don't know. What did you think of of Derek? It's pole wrestle. It's pole wrestling this week. And instead of going after Wes to settle this rivalry, he's been talking all this shit. Like, I don't know if you've listened to Challenge Mania, but like I used to listen to it regularly. Him and Wes, this big rivalry they've had all these years because Wes beat him years and years ago. Like they made pole wrestling famous years yes, ago. In the and door. Derek, yeah. Like Derek talked all this shit, always wanted the rematch. Here it is. Here we go. Chance to settle the score. And he's like, nope, I'm thinking about my kids. I'm thinking about my family. I want to go with the easier challenge. By the way, don't don't do that. Don't give Nehemiah extra motivation of like I want the exactly. Like exactly. I was like, that was a big mistake. Yeah. I I thought this was a bitch move by Derek. And I like Derek, but this was bitch made move right here. That's why I was disappointed when Mark chose Derek because I was like, Derek's not going to give us what we want. Like, literally, the whole episode, they kept showing clips of the duel. They kept showing clips of one of the greatest eliminations of all time. Derek and Wes in the duel 15 years ago. Uh, Yeah, man, I was so disappointed because I knew when Derek had the choice, I was like, he's going to pick Nehemiah. You literally had to pull his arm to pick Jordan the week before when he had the choice of who he's going to put into the elimination like mark had to convince him because he just wanted to throw in nehemiah then but if you give him the choice of who he wants to go against in the elimination i was like he's gonna pick nehemiah because he thinks that's the easier option and he's scared of west he he can talk all that smack he wants on challenge mania this episode proved he is scared of west in pro wrestle he knows west would it would give him all the smoke that he can't handle in that pole wrestle 
Russell. Wes wanted it. Wes wanted to be chosen to be going into the elimination so he can call out Derek and get all his stars. He was talking trash to his two closest closest allies. He was. Like, if I get, he was like, if put I me get in these there. Stars, I'm going to take, take all of them. He's like, you don't want me with all these stars and all this power. He was like, I played Mario Kart my whole life. I know how to throw those shells. <laughs> I was like, yo, Wes. I was like, Wes is the best. Wes had that moment talking to Brad and Nehemiah, and then the phone call with Bananas was just the the one scene in this whole season that I was smiling throughout. Like for longtime challenge fans, the yeah. Wes Bananas friendship is one of the greatest things to watch on television. They were the highlight of Total Madness. This phone call was the one of the highlights of the season. Like I'm so happy for them because they had the the fiercest rival. Like my all time when it when it was coming to like rival seasons, I was like they gotta do one rival season where bananas and West are teammates because they always like that's the one of the greatest rivalries in challenge history is West and bananas so to see them go full circle where they really have this genuine friendship where you just don't see it on just the you know the challenge season you see it outside with the stuff that bananas does you see it on social media with the way they interact with each other like they have it's so great to see them like finally be friends yeah it was when Wesco goes in there and is like, oh, I'm going to make a phone call to, I, you know, I need to talk to a mastermind. I need to talk to someone. I like, I think everyone knew it was bananas, but to actually see him like pop up on screen and to see them like have this friendship now after years of this rivalry was so, so good to see so much fun to see. It is, uh, yeah. Them having an actual friendship is very funny. See, Wes has been so good this season. Like, we both knew it was happening. I know you're a huge Wes fan. Uh, no, like, we both okay. We're gonna have a kid run in. <laughs> she she took she took my other headphone, so I was about to not hear you because she took that. She took this. I was like, oh man, I, I'm about to not hear Derby. Give me one second. Let me grab this from her. <laughs> We both knew bananas was or uh, Wes was going to be great on this season. Like you, I know you were super excited when you saw him on the cast list. You're like, oh fuck, Wes is here or good, and he's 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 so good at this game. And I'm not just talking about like the game, like actually playing the game, which he's very good at, but so good at just understanding how the show works. And like the moments to, that you can create and like the things that need to be said in confessionals and just in when you're talking to other cast members and stuff. He's just a great reality television personality. And he just understands how the show and bananas is the same way. And yeah, so when bananas popped up on the screen, like any season that has like a Wes or bananas, like, all right, you're going to get a, a certain level of entertainment factor while they are there because they just understand how this all works and Wes has been he's been the MVP of this season because just the just what he what he brings to the table as far as gameplay as far as strategy as far as just entertainment and interaction he's he's been the MVP of this season so yeah that when Wes came or when bananas came up on the screen it was great I did like when he's talking shit to Nehemiah and uh and uh Brad and he's just like don't give me them stars 
<laughs> he was like, he was like, he was like, don't give me those stars, yo. Out there, throw them like, like shells at you. <laughs> oh man, it was just so great. Yeah, but you're one hundred percent right. Like West is the MVP of this season because he just gets reality television. He gets, yeah. you know, the the things. He's one of the best confessionals in challenge history like you want to hear what he has to say and like one of my biggest disappointments of all stars i really go down i think it's like maybe one or two more episodes left is the fact that they haven't really gave us that many interactions between him and kellyanne and like i i was like that was one of like the missed opportunities as far as like the edit which i'm sure they you know they're in the house and they know each other so well and the way they played the game you can kind of see like, they have some type of alliance with each other, um, but they haven't had like direct like conversations and stuff like that. That's one of my disappointments. But yeah, just seeing Wes on this season, like I, I messaged you and share immediately when the trailer came out and I saw he was on this season because I was like, yeah, this is what I needed. Like, I love All-Stars 1 because it was like that it gave you kind of the vibes of the old school challenge because the challenge season has gotten so saturated and so bad with these gimmicks that they use and whatnot. So, you know, you kind of have to squeeze out any type of entertainment. And there's always been like bright spots in certain seasons, except for last season i can't even tell you what i really liked about last season double agents had camroy which i always loved them on a season and like i said total madness had west and bananas but like yeah is it bad that i don't remember last season did ct win though ct yeah ct and casey won all right so maybe that's why i tolerated last season because ct won and what's her name with the uncle ct stuff a lot of these seasons a lot of these seasons have started to just like blend together and everything though and now like a shot kind of mentions it like are you gonna watch the challenge on cbs like there's this whole universe of the challenge where a lot of this stuff's gonna really blend together i'll watch it just because i like the challenge stuff we talked about it on this show a couple weeks ago when Cher was on and like you guys didn't know anybody from the cast. Cause it's like a bunch of like big brother survivor, amazing race people. And like, I watched big brother and I pointed out a couple of big brother people like, Oh, I know, I know this person, this person, like, I think this person's going to be good, but I don't watch survivor amazing race or anything. So I don't know how, who any of these people are. Um, but I'll watch it because it, it's like challenge stuff. And you know, these people, yeah, Emmy, good, good, good challenge, JJ. And you know, like Mm -hmm. a lot of these people are going to be on like the MTV version of the challenge. They are just cultivating this whole universe and they'll have their main show and then they'll have their all stars where it's the older people that uh, older fans like us enjoy. And then they'll have basically their feeder system on CBS, which is just people from the CBS reality shows who will now just go to the, the MTV version once once they're there but there's not gonna be like because they don't do real world anymore if they do it's on like paramount nobody watches it and they don't do um they don't do road rules anymore like these older people are just gonna keep getting older and they're not gonna be on the main show anymore they're just they're just not they're gonna have to go to all stars and that's where we're gonna have to enjoy them we just got to get used to this new talent that's gonna come from these other cbs shows i just want like one, I need some of these people to like stand out because I don't feel enough of them have really stood out over the years. 
and not and then after standing out like there just needs to be consistency when it comes to this because how many times like they just don't bring back a lot of a lot of the people like it just seems like yeah. it's a rotating cast every year and it's like oh well we remember ct because he just keeps coming back he's coming back casey's somebody they brought back like josh is somebody they're bringing back but nobody likes josh like who else? Nobody likes Josh. Like- Casey is good at the challenge, but she has no personality. Yeah, no personality. Um, yeah, no personality. Fessy people remember because he's awful. He's an awful player, and he's an yeah. awful person in general. Uh, <laughs> it's like all the people that stand out is for the wrong reasons. Uh, except for maybe Kyle. Kyle was on like six Kyle straight, is good. Street, yeah. six straight seasons, and he's very entertaining. He's good at the challenges, so he's been good, but he's not on this season. I think that the the gimmick now with the main season is they have to have one of the three who I call the goats of the of just entertainment for the challenge and, and in the challenges in general, CT bananas or Wes. They didn't yeah. want it. They didn't have CT on this season because he won two straight, and he was like, "Oh nah, I gotta, I gotta think about my family. I'm taking too much time from my family. I gotta take this season off." So they brought, they're bringing back bananas, but it's like, I, I just want people to learn how to play because the the last season, I think the reason why the last season doesn't stand out at all is because they never put CT in a in an elimination. Like, how do you let CT have a cakewalk to the finals? Like, you did, did you? They, they, they had, had to, to keep production. Him. Production said no, 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 no. We ain't putting him in there. No, we can we can use the production thing for double agents when they when they the first elimination they put in CT and Wes and they was like no it's a woman's it's a woman's elimination that was production but last season it was just these people were too dumb like at least Kyle Kyle established that he had this type of he thought well he thought he had this type of relationship with CT out so he wasn't gonna put CT in he actually wanted to team up with CT at all. all costs going into the finals but like everybody else it was just like yo fessy you always talking about oh you're 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 better than ct why are you not trying to put ct into the elimination why are you doing this whole veteran alliance and all this stuff like that made the season so trash like it was like why would you let the guy the guy who is one of the all-time goats get a cakewalk to the final so i'm hoping with season 38 they they throw bananas in at all costs because that's the only way bananas is not going to win his eighth championship is if he goes into more than one elimination Pro- production going to make sure bananas is around for at least like six episodes. They ain't losing Johnny bananas that quickly. They will keep this man around somehow, some way. If they do throw him into an elimination, They'll make sure it's something bananas is good at, something they can rig for him. Like they they will make sure this man sticks around because if he's off this show, I don't know what else they got left. I, I have no idea what they have left. I've not looked at the cast list close enough. When does the season start? SB3. It's gotta be soon, right? I think they're filming it right now. So it's probably not till like the fall. Oh, I thought it was starting sooner. When's the next? I feel like there was some season that's like starting fairly soon. That's that's the challenge CBS. It's not, I think okay. it starts in the second week of July. All right, hold on. The challenge, so many. Yeah, July 6th. So that's next week. Next week, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Boy. All right. 
There's so so much challenge stuff. <laughs> Can't keep track next of it next all. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, next Wednesday. So next Wednesday, the challenge CBS. Oh man! So dude, so dude. so next week's show, we are gonna do the the, the greatest yeah, we gotta do draft. draft ever. The yeah. this is gonna be the most me first, especially me and Cher. You gotta we gotta hit up Cher during the week to let her know because she'll 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 probably just look at the cast and be like, oh, I don't care. I'm just gonna pick whoever. That's how I am. I'm just gonna pick whoever. I'm gonna watch the the couple of YouTubers that I follow that cover the challenge and take their perspective and be. Like, all right, I'm gonna trust. I'm gonna trust Angel Cake Entertainment. <laughs> this is the guy for me to pick. <laughs> yeah, we've we've got a uh, we have to do our draft next week. So, all right, we've we've got that settled. That we'll be doing our draft next week for the challenge. CBS, Sharon SP3 have no idea who any of these people are. I know a few. I know a few from Big Brother. Uh, whether that gives me the advantage or not, who knows? It's such a crapshoot because I have no idea how they're going to do in a challenge setting. Just, just don't. Like it's a different, it's a different animal. The people who played well on Big Brother, like they're playing carnival games on on Big Brother. They ain't doing like super physical activities. They do have good social games, but I, I'm pretty sure there's like amazing race people. I feel like those people will be good at the fizzle as- aspect, but I don't know how good their social game is. Survivor, I think can go either way because you do need some physical stuff you need to be able to, to what's the, the theme outlet outwit outlast out survive whatever the fuck their their tagline is so we'll see how this draft goes next week should be something should be should something. be anything should else be very interesting. before we wrap this um, up love island is my new favorite reality show i gotta get never... i gotta get the fiance back watching the love island we gotta get on this me, me, and and your your arch nemesis Alex McCarthy been talking about Love Island UK because oh man, this season has been fun. This is my first experience with Love Island. I know it's been going on for like nine seasons in the UK, but this is my first season watching it. It's so entertaining, so much fun to to talk. And then I get I went down like the rabbit hole of social media when it comes to it too. People get so upset if you start talking trash about their their favorite i mean uh they got this one girl ekansu who's been with like three different guys already in three weeks uh <laughs> yeah it's so much fun she's she's the pot stirrer of them all they got another pot stirrer named jay who everybody thinks is a producer plant because he's been like causing trouble by just being like oh this girl doesn't like you or then stealing a girl from an established couple uh they got michael owen uh uh, former football player uh, or soccer player for us in the U.S. Uh, who uh, his his daughter is in it, Gemma Owen, uh, and she she's been with this guy since like the second week. But then we just found out during one of the after shows that it's only because he found out that he she's Michael Owen's uh, daughter. So he's been he's been fiending to stay with her, and he's like coming off like a clinger. But everybody's saying that it's because he wants Michael Owen's uh, autograph. So it's funny. Funny stuff. I've been going down the social media rabbit hole, and that's why I was like, "Yeah, the new media forbidden door." I got to start talking about Love Island and places. So had to talk about that. I used to do that with the challenge, like look at all the social media drama and stuff that was attached to it. And man, it can get consuming, especially when Car and Polly were involved. 
those two dipshits. Yeah. Like, they, I they wish I up. was. I wish I was part of social media during War of the Worlds 2. Oh, when they were at their oh peak. man. You just got to go on Reddit. Like, if you go to the Reddits, like, they, they recap everything. So, like, I would just go to the challenge Reddit, and it's like, here's the latest update on Car and Paula. It's like, oh, fuck, what are these two doing today? It, it get, you go to you're right about the rabbit hole. Like you go down that shit and it's just like, you just cannot stop. Spent so much of my time just reading about Cara and Polly drama and all the dumb shit they were doing during their seasons. They got to bring them back. It's a they shame. Do, though. It's kind of a shame. They're not on the ride or die season, this upcoming season. Like it's kind that, of, that would have been the easiest way to bring yeah. them back too. It's like, why, why wouldn't you do that? Like, I'm sorry. Like people, I, I, I heard like people uh, crapping all over war of the worlds too. Uh, so I, I didn't watch it while it was going on. I watched it when I got Paramount Plus last year, and I loved that season. I was loved it. I was like, I will say the the drama went down when they eliminated Wes, Bananas, and Laurel in consecutive weeks. Like yeah. I was like that that brought the drama down. But that U.S. team, how did that U.S. team lose? U.S. team had the goats of the challenge, and they literally forced Jordan to go to the U.K. They eliminated West Bananas and Laurel. Uh, it's like, how do you lose when you have the goats? You got some of the female goats with Laurel, Cara, and Ashley. Oh man, that's an all-time, all-time confusing winner. Is that one? But War of the Worlds one is one of my favorite seasons ever. That's another one that I didn't watch live. I watched it when I got Paramount Plus. War of the Worlds two. We need retro reviews of some of these seasons because War of the Worlds one is an all-time challenge season in my opinion. I'd say we do retro reviews, but they just have so many seasons now that I don't know if we could ever get into retro reviews um we'll have to we'll have to do or, or we have to, spin-offs. because there's a lot of there's a lot of people that when we're talking about the challenge they're like confused and they're like oh i don't know and then if they get paramount plus it's a little overwhelming because they have all the seasons from like yeah. 10 to 36 now so if we could do like you know we did our top 10 basketball list if we could do top 10 seasons much watch seasons that might be the route to go might be able to do to do something like that. We'll figure we'll figure it all out. SV3 appreciated as always for a championship celebration edition of FMC. Let everyone know the three million places you're at. Well, follow me on the Twitter machine. My handle's right there. True Heel SP3. Uh, that's where you can see a bunch of my what I'm doing. I'll post live now on. Whatever place I'm at today, later on today, 2.15 p.m. Eastern Time, I'm going to be live with Rick Uchino over on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast YouTube channel. We're going to be talking about Monday Night Raw. We'll talk a little bit about Forbidden Door. Check out Monday Night Live on the ITR Clips channel with myself, Alex McCarthy, and Sati Miyangi talking about uh, Forbidden Door. And if you want a full review, match by match, Live experience, everything, True Hill Heat YouTube channel, myself and Stat King and Jay News, we reviewed the show from top to bottom of Forbidden Door, and tomorrow we go live at 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time with myself, Romeo, and special guest Connor Casey of ComicBook.com, and we're going to preview WWE Money in the Bank for this Saturday.
great Connor Casey. Everyone support SB3. He's here every single week on Fightful Overbooked on FMC and True Heel Heat. Uh, appreciate it as always, buddy. Guys, we'll be back. We'll be back on Mondays next week. This one was a, a Tuesday episode uh, due to the the wrestling pay per view that lasted 18 hours on on Sunday night, and I. I I should have been drunk, but I was not. I stayed up so late on Sunday after we won. I was up till 4 a.m. And like the the press conference for wrestling ended at 2.30. I just stayed up an extra hour and a half just like watching highlights and stuff after the victory. I was so like just so much adrenaline. I got four hours of sleep on Sunday night. <laughs> um, so we had a delayed episode because of that. But it's going to be a good week, everybody. It's going to be it's great 2022. This is the Colorado Avalanche of the Stanley Cup champions. Bye, everyone.